Welcome back to Positive Minds with Stephen Akindayomi. In today's episode, I'll be talking about the fertility of life. You never really understand a person until you consider things from his point of view, until you climb into his skin and walk around in it. Like Tupac once said, no one knows my struggle, they only see the trouble, not knowing how hard it is to carry on when no one loves you. What does fertility of life mean? When you can't see the point in even trying, that's the feeling of fertility. The sense that no matter how much you work at it, nothing good will happen. So you might as well give up. What's the point? That's the question asked by anyone who sends the fertility of something. Years after his death, Tupac's life is still felt through his legacy and his lyrics. The complicated yet brilliant poet advocated for free thinking and self-preservation, and his lyrics always succeeded in one thing, inspiring us to never give up. The self-proclaimed talk may have rapped about life on the street, but he also challenged men to respect women make changes, be grateful, and never settle. Despite how he left this earth, his music will surely never die. I don't know what your current situation is or what you've been through, and it seems like there is no way out of the mess. Please never surrender. It is all about the faith you got. Don't ever stop, just push it till you eat the top and if you drop at least you know you gave your all to be true to you that way you can never fall imagine how much more quickly things could be getting worse if we weren't trying to reverse the tide instead of focusing on how bad the opposition is focus on how amazing your allies are don't think about the power of the stock market or of your boss or whomever else stands in your way. Don't think about the ignorance of people who does not seem to care. Think about how much love and effort and beauty your allies are putting into the work alongside you. King Solomon also reminded us in Ecclesiastes 6 9 that Enjoy what you have rather than desiring what you don't have. Just dreaming about nice things is meaningless, like chasing the wind. So we know that strength can only be overcome by weakness. Joy can only be overcome by pain. The night can only be overcome by brightness and love. It remains the same. So stay tuned as we go further into this topic. Welcome back and thank you for staying tuned and I hope you guys are doing well and keeping safe out there. I do hope you share love to everyone this weekend who are joining the world to celebrate Valentine's Day. And as we enter the period of Lent, do not forget to pray for an end to the pandemic. If you missed my last podcast for last week, do listen to it. It is 
it's cause our expectation guarantee disappointment. In order not to take too much of our time today, let's dive into the topic for this week. The fertility of life. How sad is it to know that all the labor of man is for his mouth, and yet the soul is not satisfied. Man works for the very bread he eats, yet it does not satisfy his soul. But what more has the wise man than the fool? Wisdom itself can't fuel a hungry man's stomach. For all the superiority of the wise man compared to the fool, they both get hungry. Being wise is not as much of an advantage as is commonly taught because the necessity of life are the same to both and their condition in life is nearly similar, liable to the same disease, dissolution and death. Better is the sight of the eyes than the wandering of desire. Back to Ecclesiastes 6.9. The preacher knew that in a world of such uncertainty and absence of meaning, what one can actually see is always better than what one merely desire. Solomon looked to life and it seems vain and a shadow. He looked to death and saw only darkness and uncertainty. At this point, there is little relief from the tragedy that is the meaningless of life and death under the sun. We often think we know what is good for us, but do we really? In the course of life, which do you think is better, wealth or poverty, health or sickness, fame or obscurity? Many who have what is commonly thought of as good are not the better for it. The preacher felt that life was a game that could not be won. There were too many things that increased vanity that ultimately man will become no better. I must say a word about fear. It is life only through opponents. Only fear can defeat life. To my understanding, it is a clever, precious adversary. It has no decency, respects no law or convention, shows no mercy. It goes for your weakest spot, which it finds with scary ease. It begins in your mind always, so you must fight hard to express it. You must fight hard to shine the light of word upon it because if you don't if your fear becomes a woundless darkness that you avoid perhaps even money to forget you open yourself to further attacks of fear because you never truly fought the opponent who defeated you people say that without our anger and fear we will not bother to change but actually, research shows that anger and fear motivate us to concentrate on taking care of ourselves more than others. If you get in touch with the love and compassion for those you originally hoped to help, you will be sustained. Over and over, 
I have mentioned the importance of prioritizing yourself and loving yourself because nothing gives you a good life more than that. Take care of yourself, eat properly, exercise, engage in your spiritual practice, rest, have fun. Too many of us turn ourselves into ascetics for the sake of our causes. We abuse ourselves, then we wonder where our energy went. I would like to bring up the importance of creating boundaries, such as spending time with friends outside your circle of allies who don't talk about your issue all the time. Treat yourself like a well-valued agent of change that needs to be taken care of in order to function in the best or most valuable way. Most great fortune were started by people with no money, resources, or backing. They started by individuals who came up with an idea and who then put their whole heart into producing a product or service that someone else would buy. Successful people are simply those with successful habits. Imagine being completely out of debt and financially independent. It could be you. But you have to make the decision to be financially independent. I'm working my way from nothing, but I am still on the journey to becoming a successful entrepreneur who has the financial freedom to do nearly anything. There are some principles I can never break, like the one my grandmother once taught me about borrowing. She taught me never to borrow some money I can't give. People have lost friends over loans they couldn't repay. Too much debt can cause stress, broken relationships, and financial hardship. Working at a plan to get out from under the pain of payment can often bring peace of mind. Like Ralph Waldo Emerson once said, a man in debt is so far a slave. To get to where you want to be tomorrow, you have to do the things that will get you there. Starting today, if you want something you've never had, you've got to be prepared to do something you never have. You don't want to start that project because it will take five years to complete. Like it or not, five years still pass. Why not start now? Change your life today. Don't gamble on the future. Act now without delay. To become fully assistant, you must possess two things. A firm direction and the will to move yourself in that direction. Do you have those two? If yes, then today. Formulate a plan for spiritual growth and commit to the forward motion you need to reach it. One day, you will tell your story of how you overcame what you are going through now and it will become part of someone else's survival guide. Accept that it is appropriate to feel sad and frustrated. There are a lot of things in the world that need work and change. A lot of sad things are happening, but your sad feelings are not about your effort, but about the reason you are making an effort. So many people care about creating a better world, but are so caught up in their lives. 
that they don't even get the chance to do what is meaningful to them. As futile as your effort may seem, be grateful that you get to put at least some effort into what is important to you. Tell yourself happy stories about what you have accomplished and we accomplish. Don't be too hard on people or the progress. Be grateful for your enlightenment. Sometimes I get so mad at people who don't see the crisis in the world. But then I think back to the days before I started working for change. Things happened that made me suddenly begin to understand. But I did nothing to end that understanding. Enlightenment does not give us the right to judge, but the responsibility to educate. Finally, all men would like to be happy. The problem is that we are not quite sure what happiness is. At times, we feel better than we do at other times. There are times when we feel great, but even then, we are not quite sure if this is all there is to happiness. It seems to be an elusive dream of total satisfaction, but it often stays just out of reach, leaving us feeling empty and dissatisfied. We want to find some satisfaction reason to live, and it seems to boil down to a few things. We imagine that these things must surely deliver on the promise for happiness. Oh, so many people would not keep on seeking happiness in these things. Have a dream and then to pursue that dream seems to be the main reason for our existence. The dream is for rich popularity or prestige. To have other people acknowledging our importance is what life is all about because we often have a hard time convincing ourselves that we are as important as we want other people to think. We want to think that we fit in and are considered meaningful to others. We entertain the age-long thoughts on how to get people to acknowledge our significant contribution to meaningful assistance. The odd things about our chosen pursuit is that even in these things, there seems to be an underlying futility. The very things we hope to give us meaning and satisfaction bring a crop of problems we had not anticipated or dreamed. So, the dream of life is always just out of reach. It is like striving after the wind. It is facing to the soul. Right when we think we have captured the things that we give us a sense of total meaning and satisfaction, we are presented with a whole new set of problems that tend to take away at least a little of the total satisfaction. Is this elusive dream for total happiness unreasonable? Why does life seem so futile? The futility of life under the sun is stated in Ecclesiastes as a feeling that is common to the human experience. 
the various avenues through which man tries vainly to realize total happiness at dead end street, the alluring mirage. Pulling millions down, each avenue will disappear, each adventure ending in futility. Life is futile if spent seeking worldly pleasure and riches. According to Solomon's words in Ecclesiastes 2.1, I said in my heart, come now, I will test you with melt. Therefore, enjoy pleasure, but surely this also was vanity. This is Solomon's word. To some, alcohol and drugs are a way of showing off among peers. Showing off is an act from an insecure person who seeks to be acknowledged by others. It is important to be liked by others because this gives us a sense of importance. This person does not like his sober self and is afraid that others will not like the real me either. Drunkenness and getting high on drugs is a pleasure that does two things for this person. It releases the inhabitations and gets a few laughs from the peers. In all of this, there is still the emptiness of knowing these people do not love the real me. To others, alcohol and drugs are used to escape having to deal with reality. Either way, the pleasure is temporary and the pain and fertility are still there to haunt them. Solomon said, we may pursue every kind of pleasure imaginable, but we will still come up with the same expression of emptiness, vanity of vanities. All is vanity and is striving after the wind. Since when I was born, no man, not even the scientists have proved to me the existence of an afterlife. It becomes clear that the only thing that we can truly enjoy now and take with us when we die is the righteousness of faith that locks us into the feeling or showing deep fear of God. Only through such hunger and taste for righteousness can man really be filled. Such a hunger will ultimately bring us to Jesus who gives us the taste-quenching rivers of living waters. Only through such a respectful acquaintance with the one who loved us and gave himself for us can we feel that sense of importance and that sense of belonging that we need but knew not where to find. Life under the sun is futile and vain until we seek God and find him, though he is not far from each one of us. If we must seek for the reason for our existence, why not look in the most obvious place? An inward emptiness is a spiritual problem. Look for the spiritual answer. This road point to Christ. I hope you were blessed in today's podcast. Thank you once again for joining me on this episode titled The Futility of Life. I can't wait to hear from you and I'm always here to take any question from you. 
please I will encourage us and kindly subscribe to my podcast on any platform you are listening from be it Apple Google Spotify etc so you don't miss my subsequent episodes and the one to come in the future this platform will give you a reminder or notification till we meet again I remain your host Stephen Akindayami bye for now and stay blessed be positive